I'm Jeannie. And I'm April. And this is Quicktainment. In 20 minutes or less, we're going to give you at least three recommendations to beat the I don't know what to do blues. This week, we're talking about our newest Marvel obsession, a quirky little board game, and a fascinating but little known story about the friendship between Madame Curie and the dancer Loey Fuller. The Disney Plus show, Ms. Marvel, stars newcomer Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan in this funny, heartwarming, action-packed TV series about a Captain Marvel-obsessed Pakistani-American teenager coming of age in the Marvel world. Of course, this means that she has power she only dreamed of, and mayhem and danger, well, they follow her everywhere. I love that Ms. Marvel stands alone in the Marvel Universe. You don't need to have seen every movie, every end credit sequence, or have read every Marvel wiki. You can jump right in and enjoy Ms. Marvel without the epic time commitment of catching up on the Infinity War. Jeannie, what is your one reason to watch Ms. Marvel? Well, I'm going to cheat a little bit, and I'm going to combine two. One of my initial draws to this show was the unusual way that they used art. In the show, Kamala is herself a talented artist who loves to doodle and play around with comic-style art. In the premiere episode, we see animations of superheroes made out of Kamala's illustrations, and cartooning is built more broadly into the context of the show, in backgrounds and as supporting graphics that help tell the story. Superheroes fly along graffitied walls, text messages animate onto the screen, and art and color, oh so much color, help build the narrative where this generation of teens has grown up with comics, Cape Crusaders, and AvengerCon. They seamlessly make art a part of Kamala's world in a way that we've never seen, except for possibly in that uniquely animated Into the Spider-Verse. It'll be interesting to see how this celebration of art plays into the series going forward. My other mention that is directly tied to the art are the Easter eggs throughout. We naturally expect a Marvel movie to be loaded with Easter eggs, but the entire setting, especially because of the art, really lends itself to being an Easter egg haven. How about you, April? What did you find Miss Marvel to be such a winner? I can give my reason in one word, and that is representation. Ms. Marvel has everything that Marvel does best, humor, wit, action, mayhem, mystery, and special effects, but where it excels is representing diversity. Kamala Khan is Marvel's first Pakistani Muslim superhero, and she's amazing. And the supporting characters are as colorful as the show's street art-inspired opening and closing credits. Bisha K. Ali, the Pakistani-British comedian and screenwriter responsible for Ms. Marvel, has created this unapologetically Pakistani Muslim TV show that deftly crosses the divides of every culture it touches. I followed the characters easily as they slipped between English and Urdu, Bollywood and Bon Jovi. My mouth watered at the food on the Khan's table that is as colorful as their costumes, and my stomach tightened for Kamala as she failed her driver's test, just like I did at 16. Representation is important because it allows people from all cultures to see, be seen, and understand each other. And that understanding is the ultimate reason why I would recommend Ms. Marvel to everyone. Additionally, I appreciate that Ms. Marvel includes that Indian-Pakistani partition story in it, doesn't it? I really loved that. And for listeners unfamiliar with this fraught moment in history, the extremely unacademic nutshell version is that upon the British exit from the subcontinent, the British government divided India into two countries, India for Hindus and Pakistan for Muslims. And this action caused an immense amount of chaos and tensions that continue today. Ms. Marvel made me want to learn more about this historical event. 
Uh, so I've started a new reading list. Uh, so far, I have added Solomon Rushdie's Midnight's Children and Kushwat Singh's Last Train to Pakistan to that list. So you may be hearing a recommendation about one or both of these novels in a later episode. All six episodes of Ms. Marvel are available now on Disney+, Plus, and the links are, of course, in the show notes. So, Jeannie, similarly to Ms. Marvel, the game you brought to discuss also has art as an important feature. I seem to sense a theme in your recommendations. Yep, that's absolutely true, and that's probably what you'll find from me. The game is called Munchkin. Have you heard of it, April? I have, actually. Yeah, well, it's a it's a relatively simple game, and it can be a lot of fun, especially with a group willing to engage in the silliness. The art has always been a strong point in selling the humor, as well as giving the game a very unique and appealing visual aesthetic. Now, no opportunity for a silly joke or pun goes untapped, and while the jokes are not always laugh-out-loud funny, in fact, very few of them are, they are amusing. Now, one area in which Munchkin has always struggled is with the rules. For such a relatively simple game, the rules have always been an absolute mess, and I have always thought that, I've always had this feeling at least, that the game design was never quite finished when they released the game. There is actually chaos baked into the concept. For example, you can run into an utterly impossible monster at any time, even on the first trick, and the randomness of the cards means that the success or failure can feel much more the result of luck and not of strategy. Munchkin is really good for players of varying age and experience, as there's never an advantage for someone who's played them played it before. Aside from them being familiar with the sometimes confusing rules, but this is not intended to be deeply strategic or a highly competitive game. So how much you enjoy Munchkin may depend on how seriously you take your game time. Jeannie, this sounds like a bonkers way to spend an evening, but how replayable is the game? Does it ever start to get stale? Well, actually, this silly little game has a bewildering number of expansions available, and evidently there are even Munchkin temporary tattoos, if you can believe it, which give in-game bonus effects. Add-ons like this keep the game fresh and a lot more fun than even just having the base game. So, April, I am dying to hear your story now. Let's move on. I want to hear your story of Madame Curie. Is this a book, a movie? What is it? This is a book. It's called Radiant. The Dancer, the Scientist, and a Friendship Forged in Light by Liz Heineke. I would call this a hidden gem of a book. I stumbled across it at Ada's Technical Bookshop in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood. First of all, I can't recommend this independent bookstore enough. Its collection of scientifically-minded fiction and nonfiction is impeccable, and I don't think I would have come across this story anywhere else. Please go visit the website and browse around, or if you're in or near Seattle, go visit in person. Radiant transports readers to Paris at the turn of the 20th century, where Marie Curie is on the cusp of discovering radium, and Loey Fuller, an American dancer, is intent on upending her art by combining it with light. Loey is determined to make her costumes glow, which leads her to Marie's laboratory, sparking a friendship that lasts through the First World War, two Nobel Prizes, unimaginable losses, and the birth of modern dance. I love this book because of the intersection between art and science, and the intersection between people who explore art and explore science. Marie and Loewy are incredibly different women, but they are equally driven to pursue their crafts and change the world. This is a true story 
And Miss Heineke has done impeccable research and goes the extra mile by deftly imagining the interactions between Marie and Loewy that bring this forgotten story to life. I was particularly taken by Loewy Fuller's story because during the early part of the 20th century, she was a tour de force in the dance world, but now she's almost entirely overlooked. No, I've never heard of Loewy Fuller either. Do you have any more background maybe that you want to share with the listeners? Loewy Fuller is considered one of the grand dames of modern dance. She used vast amounts of fabric and light to tell stories where shapes would move and change throughout the story, almost like a butterfly and chrysalis effect, as well as normal movement of dance. Loewy additionally interests me because while I have studied theater all my life, have a degree in theater with a specialty in lighting design, I had never heard about her until I read this book and come to find out her work in lighting specifically is still being used in theaters around the world. She pioneered the use of luminescent salts to decorate costumes and scenery. She was one of the first people to experiment with chemicals and create colored gels for lights and was one of the first people to use lights at different angles rather than just footlight or front light. She would move a light all the way over to the edge of the theater so that she or another dancer would come in and out creating these beautiful, are they there? Are they not? Are they growing? Are they bigger or smaller? She was able to use light to create shapes that weren't there. It's amazing. And a lot of what she developed have become basic tenets of lighting design. So I was surprised to learn that they hadn't come from all of these men that I learned about in my textbooks which now that I think about it, Loewy's story does actually tie firm, firmly into my thoughts about representation and Ms. Marvel. Loewy toiled for her art while history has given credit to the men of theater. So the name of the book is Radiant by Liz Heineke. There will be a link in the, in the show notes. I would recommend this to anyone with interest in theater, history, women in science, or whoever just likes a good story. Oh, that's fantastic, April. So it feels like our theme today was actually art and representation. That is a fascinating story, and I want to thank you for bringing it to share. Thank you. And thank you, Jeannie, for providing me with a new way to play Vikings with my nephews that doesn't get my eyes speared out. And listeners, I want to thank you for joining us for this installment of Quicktainment. We'll be back on our next episode with Cooking Week, where we'll recommend our favorite kitchen-related books, movies, or TV shows. Hey, April, any idea what you're going to do next week? I don't, but I think Matt's going to eat really well while I figure it out. Check the show notes for links to all of today's recommended fun, and then go be entertained. This is Quicktainment. Quick See you all next week. <laughs>